Hello and we're off to New Zealand today to talk to a British record holder. This is Mark Shardler here with Destination Tokyo. Ten minutes or so of chat today on the Olympics, but every day Monday to Friday we talk Olympics and Paralympics. And uh, this week we're going overseas really to check out how preparations going for other countries and how they've been affected by the coronavirus pandemic. Well, today's gold medal winner in the canoe sprint was Britain's first ever gold medal in any canoeing discipline. He's also a doctor too, specialising in A&E. He moved to New Zealand in January and it is Dr Tim Brabants. Hi Mark, yes I am currently in Cambridge, uh, but the New Zealand Cambridge, so right in the middle of the North Island um, at Lake Karapiro. And how is life there? We're reading this week that Auckland's in a one-week lockdown. What about where you are? Yeah, well, we are. We're in uh, what's called level two. So Auckland's in level three lockdown. Level two is uh, some restrictions, kind of cautious social contact, um, limited numbers in supermarkets and things. Um, but generally, life carries on relatively normally. The kids can still go to schools and things. Um, it's kind of a, a, a bit more of a, an alertness. Whereas Auckland in level three, they're uh, they're working from home and and can't leave the area. And people can't go into Auckland either. So we're, we're not too bad down here. We can carry on relatively as normal, as, as current normal. So you arrived um, in New Zealand from British Canoeing last January, just before all the coronavirus kicked off. Yeah, we um, we were quite lucky, really, that the timing of our arrival, um, all of our belongings from the UK arrived two days before our first proper lockdown for four weeks. But, um, but yeah, we're quite... <laughs> In hindsight, it was a very lucky move from a from a freedom perspective. Yeah, we read about New Zealand, Tim. How different is it compared to how Britain has been over the last 12 months? Yeah, I'm, I keep in touch with people in the UK and realise it's particularly difficult over there. I think yeah, we went through a period here where everyone felt it was quite tough because it was a home lockdown and uh, yeah, the kids weren't at school. But it was really only for sort of four to eight weeks of relative inconvenience in the grand scheme of things. Um, we're super lucky, I think. But the the Kiwi people, they make you know, the Prime Minister Ardern. She makes decisions pretty quickly, uh, and people generally follow by the rules, which which I think has helped a lot. And because they've done it a few times, um, where they've had the odd case, they've just put everything, shut everything down. Let's see where we are, and then they release it after they've got everything under control. So I think because people have been through that cycle a couple of times now. Um, they're quite okay with doing it because they realise it's going to be relatively short-lived if everyone just follows the rules. So after work today, could you go for a beer with your colleagues? Yeah, yeah, I could, as long as uh, it wasn't more than 100 people in one place. Um, and under our level two, there's yeah slightly different restrictions. Um, I don't tend to go for a beer. I'd probably go for a run or a cycle. But um, but yeah, I'm sorry, we're, we're very lucky here in that respect. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a function of the um, the country and the, and and the people and how you can operate. There's a lot of space between people generally, uh, and and not such a big population. Yeah. Yeah, and um, of course you're a medic as well. Yeah. So have you been across the medical situation over there? You're a work. You're a specialist in ED, aren't you? Yeah. So uh, I've I've kept in touch with the UK ED side of things and um, I, you know, part of me really wishes I was still there in Nottingham working at QMC. They've got you know, some really good colleagues there and I know they're working flat out in a really busy department um, and over here I've been in contact with EDs here but it's EDs here have pretty much 
continuing as normal um, because it's, it went through a period of quite a bit of pressure with yeah, suspected COVID cases. But yeah, as a country, there's been so few uh, overall. I don't think they've really experienced anything um, on the scale that the UK has. What about elite sport? You have a foot in both camps. How How is New Zealand elite sport? How's that been over the last 12 months? So that's been severely affected, like many places, um, and probably more so than, than some places. I mean, in the Europe, they were holding some World Cup kayak events. Um, I'm coaching New Zealand men's kayak team at the moment, so we couldn't go to any international competition last year. Um, and it's doubtful whether we'll get to any international competition other than Tokyo Olympics um, this year either, um, just because of the coronavirus. Whereas some of the European countries were still traveling around Europe and going and competing at uh, the held the World Cup in September in Hungary, um, which we, you know, New Zealand team couldn't attend. Same with the Australian team. Um, so we've, we've, we've been quite limited in that respect, um, but we've been able to hold some domestic competitions, um, domestic racing, which isn't the same, but it's at least you know, something to to keep the athletes working towards as well. And you'll be able to travel to Tokyo because New Zealand has a very strict uh, lockdown, doesn't it, from other countries? I think, yeah, that's, that side of things, we're waiting for plans to be put in place. I mean, it, as it's shown with COVID, there's, things change relatively quickly um, for the better and for the worse. Um, and with the vaccine rollout starting, um, I say it's a population here of, what, five or six million in New Zealand, the UK has already vaccinated 20 million people with their first dose. Um, so I suspect we'll probably get the vaccine rollout relatively quickly uh, completed over here, which might mean that we're we're more able to travel um, for Tokyo. But again, that's a decision people are going to have to make as well as whether they feel it's safe to. Um, at the end of the day, it's just sport. <laughs> um, and yeah, people's health and the controlling of the of the pandemic is far more important in my view um than than sport new zealanders absolutely love their sport though you say it's just sport but they are you know you are you've come from britain but i my experience of new zealand is that people are absolutely mad for for sport they are um and it was great the first time i came over to visit was in october uh 2019 so that was the rugby world cup final um which new zealand weren't sadly part of um it was england versus south africa with my wife being south african that was a good game to go and watch but it was surprising how few people were in the bar where we watched watched that rugby world cup final because they, yeah they love they love their sport and they're super passionate but it was almost like because new zealand weren't in it there weren't such wasn't such an interest but with the super rugby here is really good and the cricket and they've managed to hang on to quite a bit of that. America's Cup at the moment as well um, has been fantastic. Um, I hadn't realised what a big thing America's Cup was over here because it's. I don't think it's as followed as greatly in the UK, not by my experience anyway. So I managed to get out uh, onto a friend's boat um, and watch some of the Christmas Cup series for the America's Cup up in Auckland. So that was that was pretty good. So they've still been able to hold some some big sporting events despite current situations but yeah they are, they are passionate you see it in the schools as well they're all playing you know, cricket rugby hockey swimming polo <laughs> everything and you know what uh, olympic year is like for for an athlete is it the same intensity in new zealand i think yeah there's a certain there's an element of uncertainty 
Um, the New Zealand Olympic Committee has been great in terms of communication with athletes and the and the staff, yeah, keeping everyone up to date with every latest piece of information possible. And I think the approach at the moment, which I think is right, is it's kind of you're working as 100% if it's on until it's 100% off <laughs> um, because otherwise you won't be prepared. So we're preparing our athletes and I think the NZOC are preparing the athletes to go to Tokyo um, until we hear anything different. How do you look back on your three Olympic Games? Um, I actually went to four Olympic Games in the end. But yeah, <laughs> we know London. London. London wasn't the super successful one, but that was my final one. Um, oh, I forgot about but that. no, no. So uh, I, it will be a different games for Tokyo for sure. Um, I was really lucky last February. I went to Sydney um, for our Oceana qualifiers. So I was coaching the guys that went there to race for the Tokyo qualifiers. And that was the first time in 20 years since I competed at the Sydney Olympics to go back there. So that was pretty, pretty fun. Um, and brought back some good memories of kind of winning my first ever Olympic medal. But I think, yeah, my experience of the games is, yeah, were fantastic. It was definitely the highlights of my career, whatever the outcome at each games. And I do know that yeah, coaching will be a different challenge in the Olympic games. And I think the experience for the athletes will be particularly different um come tokyo because of the restrictions that need to be in place to allow it to happen but it's still you're going to have the best athletes in the world competing on you know in the best arena in the world in my view uh, which is the olympic games you are a history maker you were the first british uh, canoeist in any discipline to win a gold medal what was that moment like for you tim Oh, that was that was good. Um, so um, that was good. <laughs> you're, you're so understated. That's what I, you know, you've always been a very calm sort of athlete. And I just wondered, did did it bubble over the surface, or did you just take it in your stride? No, I think I was always kind of quietly confident in the things that I do, and trying to make you know, considered decisions in in how I do things and how I behave. Um, and I think, you know, when I when I won my Olympic gold, it was. Um, the first kind of sense was some relief that we'd done what we set out to achieve. And I say we because it was it was not just me. It was me, family, clubs, uh, very importantly, my coach, Eric Farrell, who had coached me for nearly 20 years. Um, you know, we were all on a journey together. And so when you cross the line, even though I was in a boat on my own, there was a lot of people uh, behind me to get there and that I couldn't have done it without. So, um, And it's actually quite a lonely place up on the on the podium. Because yeah, you, know, you want to share that moment with the people that help you get there. Um, yeah, you know, particularly my coach. And with all your moves, have you still got the medal handy? Is it still prominent? Uh, the medal's never really been prominent. It's always um, remained in its box in a drawer. Um, but yeah, it's it's come out to many functions and schools and talks and people who ask to see it. Um, I guess from a security point of view, I've probably been a bit wary of having it hanging on the wall somewhere. And what about your kids? Have you got them in a kayak? Uh, yeah, they've been out quite a bit. Um, they're into every sport, so they're eight and ten now, um, and they they love their sport as well. So anything that yeah, anything sporting, they're enjoying at the moment. So this uh, well, they would have done, but it's just been cancelled because of the the recent lockdown. They would have had their mini ball, which is like basketball, this afternoon. Then they do their cricket and swimming and uh, a bit of hockey when it comes into the wintertime and rugby. And they'll still have touch rugby. So it's, they're into everything, but they love being in the water. But here in the lake, uh, Karapiro, where I coach, um, it, it's a multi-user facility. So 
people come down and you can swim in the lake, you can kayak, you can windsurf, jet ski, motorboat, row, whatever you want to do. Um, and it's a pretty great environment to be in. So yesterday we were down here and the, the kids were swimming and then they're in a kayak for a bit and then they're on a boat for a bit. <laughs> so it's um, New Zealand celebrates kind of water and the use of water in a, in a way I've never seen before. Not envious at all, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today. And that's Tim Brabant all the way from Cambridge, New Zealand, now working for uh, Canoeing in New Zealand. And that's just about it for today. Just a reminder that I'm making these podcasts to help raise money for Maggie's Cancer Centres. If you want to make a donation, then please check out the show notes or go to justgiving.com and search Destination Tokyo. Just a couple of pounds would be fantastic. And I'll be back tomorrow in another part of the world. See you then. Bye-bye.